0: Learn how to create the perfect checklist to help you get more blogs done and blogs done better.
1: You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast. To increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits.
0: Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this Marketing Focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, each month we focus on a different marketing method. This time it's content marketing. And each week I interview a different method expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. Now, before I tell you about what we've got coming up in this episode, many of you know that I love to give a little shout out to the listeners who are kind enough to take the time to post a review of the show. And I've got a shout out to do today thank you to I consume too much content. I love that podcast app handle. That is brilliant. Hello, I consume too much content from Canada. Um, Thank you for your five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. It's very, very kind of you. You have said, great pod. I agree, this is a great pod. And you've also said, Chloe's an awesome host. You can tell she does her research before each interview to let the guests shine and to get the most out of the interview. Well, thank you very much, I consume too much content. And if you would like a shout out at the start of an episode, then just head to keepopt.com forward slash review, where you'll find out how to leave a review. And I could be name checking you at the start of our next episode. Right. I said I'd tell you about what's coming up in this episode. It's the last one of our content marketing month, and we've covered content from various angles. But in this episode, we're getting super, super specific um, to give you way of creating a tool that will help you processize, I suppose, your blog creation and the creation of any other content which isn't necessarily product content. This is kind of like the high value stuff that you want for SEO, you want for um, helping the customers, for retention and so forth. It's very easy to let this stuff fall by the wayside. And as we go into a year like the one that's coming up, it is super crucial that we're doing this well because it creates that greater bond to the customers. It's relatively low cost and it creates a kind of bedrock of activity that will deliver more and more and more over time so in this episode we're exploring how to create your checklist for delivering this and my guest has got loads of great tips she's going to be sharing with you and talking about how to put it together and then how to use it to optimize the processes make sure it happens streamline processes and all that kind of good stuff too now do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview my guest will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of your content marketing And I'll be sharing my take on it all, plus outlining some more free ways we can help you improve your content marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time. Guided by unlimited real-time data from your Online store and tech stack. Request a demo at clavio.com forward slash masterplan. That's K L A V I Y O.com slash masterplan. Today, I'm chatting with content marketing expert, Sarah Falcon. Sarah is the VP of marketing at Object Edge, where she leads marketing strategy and execution, including driving high-performing content marketing. Sarah gets to work across a number of industries, including both B2B and B2C e-commerce. Hello, Sarah.
1: Hi, Chloe. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Great to be talking about such a cool part of content marketing. So thanks for sparing the time to come on and talk to us about it. How did you get into content marketing?
1: Yeah, it. I mean, so much has changed since I started. I, my first job was at a German startup doing a custom e-commerce site where you could design your own t-shirts. And back in the day to like get a email out the door was such a nightmare, right? We had to, we had to code it all in HTML. We had to test it out in probably Yahoo, AOL, right? All of the different email platforms. It was so labor intensive and such a nightmare. It did not deter me, I guess. So, and, you know, from that, we did a mix of, you know, email all for this, uh, you know, direct to consumer e-commerce site, email like virtual contests and blogging around it. So really, you know, sort of the early stages of a content marketing program with the early, you know, we did some MySpace stuff with the early platforms. Um, And that was in 2000 and uh, yeah, the early 2000s. Um, And since then, as I've gone, you know, I, I just love writing. I love reading and I love writing. And I've seen how critical it is for driving revenue online just having you know the that product and like e-commerce transactional information out there and then the sort of meaty engaging seo optimized content that that gets new people interested in understanding who you are and what you do
0: yeah it's such a it feels like you know i I remember back to those days of when email was like that and it and it feels like this is an area where in e- this area of content that we're talking about today is an area in e commerce where people still haven't nailed it, and we've been working on the same challenges throughout and there's like a couple of hero brands who who've done it, and everyone else is trying to goes, "Oh, this is too complicated, I don't have time to write and it just falls by the wayside, which is why I'm really pleased we're talking about that um today in this in this episode for everybody we'll get on to the how to do it in a second but first off you mentioned well written for seo is seo the reason we're doing this is it the customer experience is it the sales funnel what's the what's the key role or is it as is so often the case in marketing and it depends scenario what i e why should we care about our written content
1: well there are a few ways of thinking about it, right? You your content can be very audience specific. so you can be saying like we're writing this for the sales funnel, like we're writing this for people who are in you know, if you're in a if you're a b two b e-commerce site and you have a complex buying system, we want to hit people where they're trying to understand the difference between our brand and a competitor brand or these set of products. So you can tailor it to, you know, the audience that you're trying to move in a particular direction, you know? And so it could be on the SEO side for discovery and acquisition. It can be in that education piece in the middle. It can be re-engagement, right? I always call this like using every part of the Buffalo, right, which for every content piece that we're writing, how do we repurpose it in social media and in email and, you know, get as much traction as we can out of it. So, you know, depending how, complex your content marketing strategy, how defined your different audiences are, you can really you, you can really tailor your content to different goals.
0: And as is so often the case in marketing, the goals are super important. But mm-hmm. what we really want to talk to you about, because my, my hunch in this, and maybe you agree with me, Sarah, maybe you don't, is that the reason why many e-commerce brands fail at the high quality content, so the blog content, the buying guide content, that kind of brilliant content that they should be working on is because they don't have a system for it. So it's like every so often someone goes, oh, we should do more content. I goes, yes, that's a great idea. But it's not like email where it's shouting at you. We've got to send something out on Monday. And it's not like the ads platform is where you're spending money actively. So it ends up falling by the wayside. And that's one of the reasons I love the fact we're covering this today is because if we can put a system and accountability and all these good things around it then it's actually going to happen is am i right am i wrong is this why we need a system is this the primary reason so it actually happens
1: yeah you know yeah it, there is something about content writing especially longer form content that can feel like homework right <laughs> that, that <it> sort of <laughs> like sits on our to do list and we just kind of push it off as we always say in marketing, right? There are people and processes and technologies, and the thing that everyone loves to do is like start with the technology and hope that it will solve for the other problems. Um, so maybe it's starting with like a great CMS or a great email platform, but you still need the processes and the people to to get the most out of it. And with writing, you know, there you may find some luck in AI writers. I have not. But it's one that's really dependent on people and processes to to get good uh, get good stuff out of it.
0: So let's talk process then. What does a good process, a good system for making this content actually happen and happen well look like?
1: Yeah, I, I'm dorkily very passionate about this. So you know, and in and in learning through the years, it's something that just keeps expanding, but is still the same premise, which is like starting the content marketing system with thinking through the process in as many component parts as possible. So for, for us, we have like a 15 point checklist for every blog post that starts with, you know, the SEO research, the, the actual research, the writing, the copy editing, the graphic design, the infographics, all the way through to, you know, publishing, promoting, you know, as I said, we were purpose, most blog content into an email, you know, a few social media posts. So, you know, for your brand thinking, like, what are all of the things that we want to make sure to get done, and having that checklist, and then really dividing it up. And that's the people part, like who's going to do each of those pieces. And if you're a solo marketer, this is your task list. <laughs> if you if you have a bigger marketing team, under you or you're working with agencies, how do you hand off the different components in each, in each of those items? I use a program called Teamwork. You know there are a bunch of different you know project management tools. I like it because it's clean and easy, but for every blog post, we duplicate a past checklist and it has everyone assigned to it. Then we just assign the dates. and everyone works through their individual pieces and they own the handoff through the steps. And then I, I own the the final approval, so it it gets it really nice and clean, um, and it gets you know it gets everything working sort of smoother and faster and easier. I think the thing that um, happens I've seen especially in smaller organizations, or you know founder led organizations. Is it's an inspiration-based content marketing process, right? That someone has an idea for a blog post and then they start writing the blog post, and then you know they have, have a bunch of meetings. You know, it gets like a very messy and sort of um, you know, you're you're kind of waiting on inspiration and ideas. But the more you can do a lot of the thinking and planning beforehand and schedule it out in a batch, uh, you can kind of you can kind of build for scalability and growth.
0: And I think the the inspiration process is all well and good, but it's you do end up starting from scratch again every time. You go, oh, I fancy writing a blog post. I'll just make it up as I go along. And you might get, you know, if if you find your brand needs needs a 15-point checklist or a 10-point checklist or a 20-point checklist. Without that checklist, you might manage 10 of the points or five of the points, but without ticking all of them off you miss out on the power that piece could have for for you from one element or another. So um, I can see, I can see that being uh, a critical part is what should actually be on your checklist. Are there some kind of categories we should consider as we're putting that building our own checklist, Sarah?
1: Yeah. I mean, definitely the, the SEO piece, the writing and the copy editing and the graphic design and, and publication. Those are sort of the big buckets And to the the inspiration point, I mean, the helpful thing about having this checklist is as you get inputs from outside of your marketing organization, perhaps, you can kind of funnel them into this. So, you know, if the CEO has written 75% of a blog post, you just stick it in there. You have a copywriter finish the copywriting, you have the copy editor, you have the graphic designer, right? You can like funnel ideas and thoughts from throughout the organization into this and have a similarly looking, similarly strong.
0: I like the the idea of the checklist because it means either we've got the right members of the team working on it who can work on it at the times that are suiting them. And like you say, picking up that one, the CEO got halfway through and then went, oh, I don't have the time to finish this and chucks it down the line. But it's also even if you're the solo person, if you're in keyword research mode, if you've got this set up and you're right, okay, I fancy doing some keyword research today and you can go and bash out six or seven of your blog post ideas on the keyword research. Or if you're feeling like, oh, I'm in a writing mood today, you can go and look at which ones you should be writing and pick one and do some writing. And then you can go, oh, I hate doing the copy editing. So you go and hire someone on Upwork to do the copy editing for you. So it's it enables you to play to your strengths, whether that's a team of people or whether that's just the one person, which can only create a better output.
1: Yeah, this is a little bit tangential, but it's something I I do think about, which is if you are the person doing the copywriting, you have to kind of treat yourself like an artist, which means like you have to be sort of precious about yourself because it is is hard work to write. And I studied years ago, I studied uh, yoga to be an instructor. And one of the things I learned is that the practice of yoga was designed not as like the exercise practice, but to get your body tired enough so that you could sit and meditate for longer and longer. And so I think about this. Sometimes I like writing at night when I know that there are not going to be emails and I'm kind of tired for the day and I can sit and, you know, work through things, go for a walk and listen to something before. So kind of knowing yourself and when is a good time for you to write instead of trying to like squish it in between meetings or like, you know, force yourself to Sort of listening to your listening to yourself, and and some days are good for keyword research and reading and researching. Some days are good for writing and just um, giving yourself the the grace and knowing that it's part of a process to to do what feels best at the time that it's best for you to do it.
0: Yeah, and if if someone is is going right, okay, I got the checklist idea. I reckon I can go and sketch that out right now. How do they then find uh, the right people? to be doing it because even if you're a one man band or you're in a marketing team of 20 having only one person working on this is a bad idea cuz no one's checking it off there's no other input coming in so how do we find the right people internally or externally to work on these these pieces
1: yeah and thanks for mentioning it right like the people is the, is really critical you need you need people who are invested in doing a great job and like finding great writers is, is tough. It's, you know, it's, it's hard to do. You need people who really understand what they're trying to talk about and are very good at, at written communication. And, and there's lots of ways of, of building out this structure. For me, I, at Object Edge, I have a team that's an SEO consultant. I've worked with, you know, I've done different variations, but for every piece he's looking at at SEO and he's looking at path existing content to see where it can be optimized. I have two copywriters, which is great. I also write copy. So between the three of us, we all look at everything. So we're doing either a mix of the original copywriting or copy editing. And I have um, like in the, based in the Philippines a great designer and developer. And for each of them, like I, I have a style guide I, we have the templates all built out. Like I'm very careful about onboarding. We meet every week. Like there's a lot of communication and just like setting the standards for what we, what we're trying to achieve and just people need to be really good at that, the piece of the process that they own. And if they don't then finding out if there is a different piece of the process they can own, right? Maybe they're not a great copywriter, but they're like, they're great at like grammar and spell checking and you know, checking for clarity, like maybe they're a great copy editor or a great producer and just understanding people's strengths and slotting them into the pieces that they can really uh, contribute to.
0: Nice. I like that. I, I think it, I love the fact you're also doing that, those kind of, those feedback loops, both the, the, the in-person feedback loops and the literally giving feedback on things, because I think sometimes people go, oh, we've got the checklist now we've divvied up the job. So it's all going to be amazing. And it, in my mind, it's like you have set up the systems, you've put the right people in place as the person who's kind of in charge or has the overall responsibility that is there partially just to free up your time to give the feedback, the coaching, the training to raise the bar across everything. So is it just as important as setting up the checklist to spend that time, dedicate that time to the feedback loops?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think A process will fall apart quickly if the people aren't, you know, aren't able to execute against it, I guess. And so you need to you need to do all of the like good, you know, working in a team managerial things to help people do their best work, because then you'll just have a process that's, you know, that's either just standing there and and people have given up on it and are just doing their own thing or they're just going through the checklist and not trying to do their best work.
0: Sounds cool. Um, Is there any part of this, Sarah, that we haven't covered? Any other top tips on putting this in place in our business that uh, you want to give us, give the audience? Yeah. So
1: in my mind, being a good copywriter and good content marketer means also being a good consumer and a good reader um, across genres. So you might be looking at what your competitors are putting out there and seeing what you can do similar and better. You might be looking at the best in class in your in your vertical or your industry and seeing what you can get inspiration from. I personally read a mix of you know nonfiction and memoir and fiction. And sometimes fiction is really helpful for understanding like tools of storytelling that are like clear and engaging. Cause we want stuff that's you know, there's so much content in the world. You want something that's that's enjoyable to read. So, you know, I think personally being a good consumer of content marketer and then also expecting of your team and building time for your team to read and research what's out there and read on their own is, is really important.
0: I love that. Gotta read more everybody in order to make you a better writer. Um, so obvious yet so often overlooked um, in this piece. Uh, well, like, thank you for all of that, Sarah. It's been great picking your brains about content production systems. Um, listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Sarah's insider tips on content marketing and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the email and SMS platform built just for e-commerce brands. If you're marketing an e-commerce brand, you already know that data changes everything. More data means more power. And if your email or SMS tools can't handle all that data, they're probably holding you back. That's where Klaviyo comes in. Its top-notch personalization and segmentation help you send the right message at the right time. Guided by unlimited real-time data from your on online store and tech stack. Request a demo at klaviyo.com forward slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O ocom slash masterplan. Okay, Sarah, we've gone deep into content production systems, the people and the processes. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of content marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with content marketing, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Sarah, are you ready for these?
1: I hope so. I think so. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success?
1: Think about your audience. Think about who you're trying to write for, what they're trying to do, and figure out the process that you can that you can successfully execute against. I said 15 points. It doesn't need to be 15 points. Start with the process that you can either own yourself or you know you can divvy up to people you trust and just start and learn as you go.
0: Simple as that, guys. Uh, Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance?
1: This is probably not surprising. My favorite way to optimize is to build a process for optimization. So for every piece of content we publish six months after the publication date, we look at everything again. We look at the SEO, we look at the content, we look at the infographics, we look at it with fresh eyes again, and we optimize it every six months, every piece of content. If we look at content and it's and it's no longer evergreen, then we don't worry about it. But we, we build in a cadence for optimization.
0: I love that. Such an easy thing to talk about doing, but just adding one more step on the checklist for six months' time to ping it up in your tool going take another look, is is so good. And from an SEO perspective, excellent as well because Google loves it when we refresh things. I love that one. I am literally straight after this going to add this into the content creation process for all our podcasts. <laughs> Genius. Um, so simple, so cool. Uh, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one f- cheap or free resource you would recommend?
1: So I use Teamwork for task management. I really like it. Really easy to create a task list and duplicate it. I think there's a free version. If not, it's like five bucks a user per month. I think they're based out of Ireland. I really love them. We use Figma for graphic design. It's free. It's easy. It's great. Um, Read. I I just read Write Useful Books, which is a really interesting read. It's a writer who talks about the process of, of writing nonfiction books and getting them to market. So again, read the stuff you love and read more of it.
0: Love that! Lots of little tips in there for you, everybody. Uh, finally, Sarah, it's crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to twelve months that we should be getting ready for?
1: Uh, put all your time in Twitter. No,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> focus your strategy on on Twitter. No, um, you know, frankly, tighter budgets and the same content demands. You know, the economics are wacky. Marketing is always hit. Um, when businesses get concerned and content demands are not changing really. So understanding your process, figuring out where you can be faster and stronger, figuring out like, what are the levers you can, you can sort of manipulate to make things less expensive, faster, you know, cleaner, like how do you build that SWAT team that's, that's good Um, so that you can produce quality content where, you know, I just think marketing budgets are going to be under scrutiny.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. And I think um, I love the fact of how well that answer ties in with what we've been talking about, because if you don't have a process, it's really hard to work out where you can squeeze, where you can cut to still deliver without spending as much time or as much money on it. Um, so if you're faced with that guys, put a system in place, put a checklist in place cause then you've got clarity of what's happening. Um, so yeah, I love the circularity of that. Thank you, Sarah. Uh, we are nearly at the end of the show. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business?
1: Yeah, so I work at Object Edge. Uh, we're a digital consultancy based in North America. I also have a consulting called Falcon Consulting, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And really, I love I love talking process and people and content. It's I really am uh, very passionate about it. So you can find me on LinkedIn at any time, and I will be happy to share checklists. Look at your checklist. Like I'm really happy to talk to whoever's interested.
0: Wow, that's a Big offer there. Thank you very much, Sarah. And uh, thank you for being on the Keep Optimizing podcast today and for sharing so many tips and tricks in content marketing with us. It's been a real pleasure chatting with you.
1: Yeah, same. Thank you so much, Chloe.
0: So there's a way to A, make sure your content happens and B, streamline the processes and give yourself a bedrock on which you can optimize the whole content creation process in future, which I think as budgets get squeezed and as we're seeing this need for greater connection with customers, greater user experience, greater customer experience and so forth, the the quality of your additional content, the blogs, the buyer's guides, all that kind of stuff is going to become ever more important as we go through 2023. So now is the time to get this this a better organised and better optimised. You can get links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com. You can also use our special director episode links, that's keepopt.com episode number, works for every episode we've ever put out, and they will take you straight to the correct page of the website for the episode in question. Once you get to the website, make sure you add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. It brings our set of episodes about content marketing to a close. So they are now all live, which means you can have a listen to them all, either by scrolling up your podcast feed or by heading to the website to find our content marketing content, which you'll find at keepopt.com forward slash content. That will straight, take you straight to all of that. Have a great new year. It is very nearly upon us and make sure you tune in next Wednesday in 2023, when we'll be starting our series of four shows about Google Ads. Yes, we're going from the soft side of e-commerce marketing right into the hard stuff next week with Google Ads because so many big changes have been going on with Google Ads over the last six, 12 months that are things you really need to pay attention to. So we're going to be tackling each of those and helping you work out how you can make the most of them and deal with the changes and get yourself ahead of any danger points. And yes, there's a few danger points as well. So, Do make sure you're subscribed to us or following us on your favorite podcast player so you get all of them. And if you know someone who's particularly interested in Google ads at the moment or e-commerce marketing in general, really, please do let them know we exist and that we're covering these topics as this show exists to help you and them improve their marketing. So have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing.
1: Access everything Keep Optimizing at KeepOptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a
0: Z.